what is good everybody we got core oh almost messed up we got Hayes back in the building i was about to i was about to go phone call on this mug man appreciate y'all for tuning in and rocking with us for another episode of locked on bulls on today's episode we're going to talk about what we want to see from the chicago bulls tonight versus the denver nuggets both offensively and defensively we got a little bit of a Kobe White injury update, and we're going to talk about why he needs to get a little fire lit under him for this preseason. And then we got to break down when when Benyana, when Benyana, when 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 whatever he is, he's seven three standing still. But that boy is cold. What is that building two K? All that and more in today's episode of Locked On Bulls. Let's go. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Bulls your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I am Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze. We got a haze back in the building, host and creator of Chicago Bulls, Chicago Bears, Chicago Sports Central. This man's making networks out here. Shout out to my brother, man. Brother, how you feeling? We ain't seen you in a couple of days, man. I'm feeling good, bro. I'm feeling good, man. I'm not going to lie. It's the day after a wedding. Everybody knows what goes down at weddings. So yeah, <laughs> I'm a little bit intoxicated, but nonetheless, it is what it is, man. I miss the fam. Missed you, bro. I'm not even going to lie. So I'm back. Hey, man, it's good to have you back in the building, man. And we got a game tonight, bro. That's the fun part, right? Like, we got Bulls yeah. basketball yet again tonight. We're taking on the Denver Nuggets. And so, they, listen, we saw a lot in that first game that I've talked about a couple of times, right? There's some things that are absolutely let's keep doing that, and there's some things that are like, mm, let's chill on that. So as we get this mug cracking offensively from the Chicago Bulls, Hayes, what did you see in that first preseason game that you liked? What do you see that you want to keep the you want the Bulls to continue to go to? Aggressive Vooch. That was one of the biggest things, especially in that starting lineup. Seeing Vooch be aggressive, work down low. He did take four three-point shots, but if you looked at how he took those shots, they were more in rhythm. Um, it wasn't like he was trying to force. He did a lot of his operating down low. We used his passing. I like working from the from the uh, inside out with Nikola Vucevic. That was a big part of that. Uh, Demar was Demar uh, as well. But like, I, yeah, you said positive, so we'll stick on positive. So I liked a lot of what I saw from Vooch. Seeing Vooch play that way, I think it can make the Bulls a much more dangerous team. I thought you were going hard on Javante. I thought you were that's what you were coming in on. Javante well, 18 points off of the bench. 18 points per game off the bench. And uh that's one of the things that I think me and you, you know, we've disagreed on is like how does Javante get get minutes on this team? Yeah. And Javante looked at least in one preseason game that he's made improvements scoring-wise to where if you're getting the Javante with the intensity on the defensive end that we got last season with a much more improved Javante Green on the offensive end. Uh, the way he was cutting, slashing, Vooch found him on a couple of cuts to the basket. Hey, man, uh, you talk about bench scoring. Uh, Javante, if he can score even 80% of that off the bench for the Bulls regularly, that yeah. really changes the dynamic of how the Bulls bench can score. So I did like Javante a lot in that as oh, well. Javante, Javante looked like he was cooking out there, and I, I was surprised by it. But it, it's not – here's the thing, right? It wasn't like they were very un-Javante buckets, and I thought that was interesting about the offense. They were they were still dunks, free throws, a uh, couple of three-pointers, but just getting to the line, getting, getting a finish, man. So 
I was really excited about that. I thought offensively the Bulls, like you said, with Booch, did a good job of getting Booch involved and just attacking uh, uh, um, down low and working inside out. That's where Booch is best. I've said it a million times, right? He's not a shooting big man. He's a big man that can shoot. When you get him going down low, all of a sudden now the three-point shot that's wide open starts falling a little bit more. And it's good to see Booch getting off to a little bit more of a hot start in preseason because we didn't see that last preseason. We didn't see that at the beginning of the season, so hopefully we get a little bit of carryover on that. What did you see offensively that you were like, bro, we got to stop that? Um, still the ball movement. Players weren't really moving without the ball. Like, And you talked about this randomness on offense and things like that. Like, This is what I said. This has always been my issue with Billy Donovan is that he says the right things, but we don't yeah. always see that. Now, it was, like I said, one preseason game, so I'm not trying to um, look too much into it. We'll see how it takes shape over the course of the offseason. But like, the lack of ball movement off the ball bothered me some. And then while Zach it was, it was Zach went on like a two-minute stretch where he was just like, you could tell it was Zach like, oh, I can score when I want to. But I yeah. want to see Zach more more within the, the flow of the game, playing more of a of a two-man game with Gooch at times, whether it's him and, or if it's Tim and DeMar. Um, so there was a lot of that where it seemed like Zach was kind of lackadaisical, for lack of a better word. But yeah, uh, yeah, I think yeah. I understand it because it was the first preseason game. But that little bit of flash that we showed is like, no, nah, Zach still – Zach is still good off when he wants to. But I want to see those things improve. And then um, when you look at the bench um, – I want to see more playing through Alice Caruso. One of the times where we did see the ball movement look the best is with Alice Caruso, but we didn't use it very heavily. Again, one preseason game, so I understand why. But I want to see a little bit more of uh, off that bench movement is playing a little bit more through Alice Caruso as well. No, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think the interesting part of the offense, and it, it could I could tell, right, like as I at, in the first quarter, I was like, man, like they really look bad. And then by the second quarter, I was like, they're not trying. Like, they, exactly. the Bulls really looked like they were just dogging it out there. And it was the moment, like you said, right, that two-minute stretch where Zach Levine was like, you know I can kill y'all if I wanted to right now. <laughs> like, it yeah. literally, he just all of a sudden was like, all right, let me put my shots up. Let me get a couple of good looks here. He took the deep three, got the mid-range pull-up. It was like, all right, well, yeah. he's still cooking out here. So, it to me, right, game one just felt like, they were just going through the motions, trying to get some some uh, 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 movement on their bodies if they haven't had any this offseason. DeMar Wright mm-hmm. came out full season form because he's been playing since the season ended. So, like, nothing's changed for him. So, I think that I think that it absolutely was interesting to see just kind of how the offense – and like you said, without the ball movement, man, like how they're still getting very similar buckets. And it's like, bro, we have to change this. There has to be more of a random. I do like how they used Vooch, and I think that that could be an asset for him. But again, right, like I I look in the corner and it's just, I'm just standing there. You know what I mean? Like, listen, best tickets in the house don't win championships. That's all I'm saying. Um, (laughs) Unless I guess I guess that's how a lot of Jordan teammates felt, though. So maybe I'm wrong. but here's the thing, right? Defensively, when we're looking at this team, right? I mean, there, there was a lot to be lacked, desirable from the defense of this team, right? I thought that they did some things kind of to cut the lead that might have made me feel a little bit better about the defense. But again, that was the bench unit, not really the starters. What do you see defensively from the Bulls that you think they need to improve upon coming into this game? Just the focus defensively really seemed like you like you mentioned it seemed like they just weren't trying out there, and then you realize that hey, no, no, they 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 they're just going through the motions but like defensively you have to set that tone and uh the the culture defensively early on i need to see the same almost in the second preseason game if we see a defensive game from the bulls and the scoring still doesn't look quite what we expect that would be a win for me i just want to see this team come in defensively seem like uh they were almost letting zion do what he wanted to and the the interior defense is never going to be the best right we we know that um 
But even out on the perimeter, things were just just were questionable. Like they weren't fighting to get over screens yeah. at times. Like it just seemed like they were out of rhythm, out of sync. It didn't seem like they were communicating. One of the biggest things with missing Lonzo Ball is how well he communicates on the defensive end. We didn't really have a lot of that. So I want to see those things come along for the Bulls. But they they got to toughen out on the perimeter. If you're going to say, hey, interior, we can't do too much, then you got to stop them from getting into the interior. So a big part of that is the Bulls playing tougher out on the, on the perimeter. And then even Drummond. Like, there are times where Drummond just looked out of – I don't know what Drummond's been doing this summer, but I don't know how much basketball he's been playing because the one thing that we expected was Drummond's defense. And, like, yeah. literally, he's he he looked completely out of sync. So, No, yeah, for sure. I, I think that was the one thing, right, that I looked at, and I was like, well, the guys you brought in don't look like they're doing the things that we brought them in to do, other than one Dragic don't even turn get started around, on pull up yeah. mid-range shot, which was nasty. I'm not going to lie. That shot was nasty. But outside of that, right, like, it just looked like they were lost. Um, again, first preseason game, new system. I'm not saying that that's how it's going to be the entire time, but I think the one thing for me that, that I keyed in on the Bulls defensively was you're still making a lot of the same mistakes as last year, right? Like whether you've got the perimeter defense where it should be or not, uh, I can I feel like that will eventually come just knowing what Io DeSumo is, knowing that Zach Levine during the season will play a little bit tougher on the defensive end, knowing that Patrick Williams will, will step up a little bit tougher on the defensive end, right? And Booch was the one that came out showing out offense or defensively in this game. Yeah. But I think right on the on the other side of that, like the fact that we're still seeing corner threes be the issue, the fact that we're still seeing the Bulls just not hustle to the corner. And again, like I said, they were dogging it for sure. But it's like, bro, like yeah. defense is the one thing that to me you can't just turn on. Right. Like you have to have that mindset already going into the season. And that's why defense for me is. It's not one of my concerns, but it's it's one of the things that I'll be watching closer tonight, probably than the offensive end. Because at the end of the day, we know DeMar can score, Zach can score, Vooch can score, Io's figuring it out. Patrick Williams looks like he's going to be aggressive and trying to score, so hopefully he has a big game tonight. But I just – defensively, it, it, it's just been the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, uh, they, need, they need a separate of defensively. Like, you in that first clip from the first one, you know, you get Billy Donovan to say, we need to develop an identity. Hey, listen, this defensive identity, from what we've seen, is not it. So we need to we need to figure that out. Um, and also, what I want to see, too, uh, outside of the communication on defense, me and you talked about this as well, is, like, Zach has to, to set – like, Zach and DeMar in a lot of ways, because DeMar at times, we know what he is defensively, too, but they got to realize, yeah. like, you have to give that consistent effort on the defense. Even if it takes a little bit off your offensive game, we need that from these two players to set that tone and to, to not have any excuses defensively. Like, again, it's a preseason, so I'm not trying to critique too hard, but, like, you you, you build upon that. We saw we built upon our preseason last year. We were 4-0 in preseason. We carried that momentum forward. So, like, while I'm not necessarily expecting wins, I want to see the things that we're going to work on that are going to translate to what's going to be successful for us in the season. So I want to see those type of things. Not 100%, man, 100%. Hey, we're going to talk about some of those things that need to translate right away for certain players as we get into Kobe yeah. White's injury update. But before we do that, man, I got to tell you guys about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net, your number one source for all your NFL and NBA betting info this season. Find all the latest player development, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information. With live betting uh, and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and even golf. Head to BetOnline.net and use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline. That's where the game starts. 
I don't I don't have no fancy music for you. Me, 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 me. I gotta send it to you, bro. I gotta send you the, the, the music transition. No, I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, let's get into the second topic, man. Uh, because we did get an update on Kobe White. MRI showed clean. MRI was just precautionary, right? They didn't think that there was anything seriously wrong with Kobe. Billy Donovan talked about Kobe wanting to go back into the game and for good reason, Kobe White, because I'll tell you this right now, Hayes. I don't know how you left that game feeling, but game one to me felt like, man, this Dalen Terry kid looked like he's trying to get some minutes out here. Here's the thing with Dalen Terry, right? And this is, is why Kobe needs to perform well in the preseason. It's the fact that um, while Dalen Terry doesn't have the shooting or scoring upside of Kobe White, yeah. but he makes everybody else get easier buckets. When you look at the turnovers, the, the, him causing turnovers, his uh, his passing vision. When you look at the, pushing pushing the the the, the break in transition, are, a lot of these things sound like things I'm saying that I say about Lonzo Ball, right? He offers a lot of that without the shooting, and then even then, what we've seen from Dalen Terry is his ability to get to the line. So. Dalen Terry has the potential to, especially with Jav- if Javante's playing the way he is too, you're talking about Javante and Dalen Terry getting out in transition, Alice Caruso out there too. Like, yes, Kobe White shooting, and we all know, and I want to see Kobe White have a big season because I think like a Kobe White being an effective scorer off the bench can change this dynamic of this bench team. Um, yeah. But with that being said, like you got a young, hungry rook in Dalen Terry that stuck his tongue out on his first dunk <laughs> as a Chicago Bull. Listen, this man is coming for minutes, bro. He's coming was it for the planned? Minutes. That's the question. Was it <laughs> planned, right? And here's the thing, right? It's This is how quick it literally happens, right? You can go into a season thinking somebody's going to be this fixture, this piece for you. And, and instantly, right, some young rook can come in and just play well, show him, show him uh, uh, his heart to the city, and the city can buy in. And all of a sudden, right, you're 10 years down the road and you're talking about remember when we didn't want to play Dale and Terry over Kobe White, right? So, like it, yeah. it is that serious, right? And here's the thing: Billy Donovan left him out there. It's not like he put him out there for a little bit of time and then brought him back and then put him back. No, like Billy was like, go play, right? And Dalen came in and showed up. And so to me, right, it's not to say I don't want Kobe White to be a part of this Bulls team. I think that Kobe White can bring an asset if he's improved his game, uh, the way that he's talked about. This offseason, CJ the truth said little mama podcasting too. It's not my baby mm-hmm. this time, CJ. It's, it's not my, my baby. It's my it's, it's my uh <laughs> my nephew upstairs. Yep, so it's it's not it's not Patrick It's not time. my baby. Hayes got a new one. No, I'm just playing. Uh <laughs> but no, I just I, I, I look at this as you have to understand when your moment to shine is. And that moment for you is right now. Very much like Larry Markin when he got here, right? The Bulls were going to give him his moment to shine. And that's the one thing we know about Billy Donovan and Acme. They're going to say, listen, we're not just going to rip these minutes away from you. You got to show us that you don't deserve these minutes. But I'll tell you what, if Kobe White plays like he played last season, it's going to be really, really tough to keep Dalen Terry at bay and I don't really see a position outside I don't see somebody he's taking minutes from maybe Dragic but I don't really see somebody he's taking minutes from that's not Kobe White maybe Dragic but I don't see Dragic getting that many minutes especially with the way he looked he's been Dragic's gonna have to look considerably better if he wants those (laughs) rumored 20 minutes per game but um he's gonna be a one a one big game every three games kind of guy yeah yeah it's We'll we'll see with that, but uh, I tell you, like Dalen flashed everything that you wanted to see from Dalen, right? The 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 passing, the scoring, the getting rebounds, and just playing with energy. Like it's hard to keep players like that out of your rotation, just because yeah. of like 
how, how much it can change the game. Now, the only thing that can limit it is if he starts making those rookie mistakes. And if he makes those rookie mistakes during key moments or, or possessions, then it's like, okay, we got, we're going to have to go with, with a more veteran player. But, like, Dalen, the, look, the fact of the matter is we saw Dalen Terry get off the bench before we saw Marco Simonovic. We saw Kostas Antetokounmpo get off the bench before we seen Simonovic. We saw even right. Tony Bradley. So that shows that. That shows that Billy, Billy Donovan sees something in Dale and Terry, and he wants to see, hey, am I going to be able to rely on this guy in, once the regular games start? And, yeah, he played against, what, the second and third string, so let's be clear on that. Yeah. I want to see Dale and Terry. I think in this next game we may see Dale and Terry get off the bench even earlier against better competition. Yeah. And then if he keeps performing in this way, then, listen, whether he's going to be taking from somebody. I don't know if it's going to be uh, whatever minutes they have playing for Derrick Jones Jr., whatever yeah. minutes they have playing for Goran, Kobe. But, hey, y'all need to look out. The Rook is coming for your minute. So whatever that's going to be, man, y'all got to look out for that. And here's the thing, right? It's, it's about it, – there's you can play small ball all you want. There's only certain positions he's going to play. He's going to get in probably at some point, maybe a little bit at some point, probably more at the two guard, maybe backing up DeMar, right? So you're really mm-hmm. focusing in on those players. He's not going to be behind Patrick Williams. He's just – I think he's too – well, I could say he's too small, but Derrick Jones Jr. pretty small. He might be your backup four if there's no love for Marco. I think Terry so. may weigh more than Derrick Jones Jr. right now. <laughs> <laughs> Dalen Terry weighs more than Chet. We know that much. But uh, I, think, I, I think the interesting thing here is, right, that we're not saying we want Dalen Terry to just – steal these minutes we want to see him be good because the bulls drafted him we want to see him be a player but guess what i have those same feelings about kobe white i want to see kobe white be good because my team drafted him i want to see him go out there and finally put on tape what somebody believed in right like remember coming in he was chris paul's protege chris paul took him under his wing and really wanted to and then we saw none of that right so like now i just want to see okay I just want there to be a little bit of a fire under you. And I think, listen, that's not a bad thing. If you've got two guys that are fighting for minutes, that means you're getting the best out of those guys in theory, or you got two guys that are both trash. Um, <laughs> well, let's hope, let's just hope it doesn't turn into a Bobby Porter's uh, mirror tit situation. <sighs> Kobe's losing, right? Like, like I oh, know, he's been, I know he's been in the league three years, but Kobe's losing that fight, right? Like, if we I, get a Draymond, you, you right now. I tell you right now. I if if it got down to that, like I I would hate to see Kobe's face after a fight with Dalen Terry. We don't want that. I feel I feel like the thing is right. Like it's it's one of two things because Kobe's stronger right now. So it's like if Kobe gets inside, he might be able to get the jabs he, in there. But, see, that's the thing. He would have to get inside because Kobe's get inside. arms are so short. Because remember, Dalen Terry got that almost seven foot wingspan, being six seven. So Kobe may not even be able to get close enough to Dalen to do anything. Kobe got an Afro Samurai that mud. Bring the fro back. You got a bob and weave. He goes to punch. It goes through the hair. <laughs> and that's when you catch him with the uppercut. I'm saying the arms are short, but I feel like he got a good, a good amount of power if you get up in there. But uh, let's not let's not have a Draymond Bobby Porter situation. By the way, the funniest thing in the world is that the only situation that Muggs can compare a possible Draymond suspension to is Bobby Porter's punching Nico. This don't happen in the NBA all the time. It don't, bro. Not 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 in the two thousands NBA. It just don't happen. Hey, and now it's on video. So I'm mad. Like, where's the video of Bobby Portis and Nico? I want to see that. Oh, bro, there's definitely a video of that. The Bulls put the kibosh on that. I I, I believe there was video. It had to be video. There. Hey, bro, it gotta be, bro. Because I I just want Bobby to be absolved. Because Bobby said he was like, "Hey, man, don't walk up on me." And Nico was like, "No, nah, I'm gonna walk up on you," which is the craziest decision of all. 
Um, but no, at the end of the day, man, hopefully both of these guys come out here and they cook. Like that, that's the goal, right? Here, the thing I've talked about this probably ad nauseum on this show, right? Like for the Bulls to be good, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Nikola uh, Vucevic, they get you to a point where you're really, really good. You might even be an ECF team at one point. But you don't get to that championship level unless some of these young pieces take a step. Patrick For Williams, sure. Kobe White, Dalen Terry's young, young. He's he's a rookie, but like at some point, right? Ayo Desumu. Like you don't get to that championship level unless one of those guys take a step. And that's what the Bulls need to happen. So yeah, uh yeah. go ahead. No, I was just gonna agree with you. I'm just agreeing. Yeah, oh, okay. You need right. to see that that step take. Yeah. Uh, hey, before we get into this final topic, what we're going to talk about is the ultimate tank on. Are we going to see the greatest tank of all time from the NBA this season? Uh, we do want to thank you guys again for making Locked On Bulls your first listen every day. Make sure that you check out the ultimate pro basketball preview starting October 10th, a six episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NBA season. Local team and local team experts and NBA insiders of the Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey all combining into one ultimate NBA. NBA preview starts October 10th. Search for the ultimate pro basketball preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Hayes. Me, 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 me. <laughs> As we get into this final topic, question on the table to you, to the chat, to everybody on the podcast side. Make sure that you leave a five-star review so that we can answer your questions and or respond to your comments on the podcast side. If you if you leave a four-star, we're not responding. But a five-star, we got you. But here's the thing. Eh? I don't know what build Win Minyana is. I, I don't even know how you make that. I didn't know that was a thing. He said last night, he stands at 7-3 with no shoes on because that's how they measure players in France. So that means with shoes on, he's at a minimum 7-4.5, 7-5, and they don't play in the NBA barefoot. Are we going to see an opportunity for the Chicago Bulls to be better than we thought in the standings because the ultimate tank is going to be on for what I would call the real unicorn? Because I don't care what Christoph Porzingis said. We've never seen this. Yeah, yeah, bro. Uh, Wimbiana, bro, it's like, listen, if if the Bulls weren't as good, like, why couldn't Wimbiana be coming into the league two or three years ago, right? Like, bro, why, bro, why couldn't because, that? But... Because it wouldn't have mattered because we would have won 10 games in December and the entire – we'd have been picking seven. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, absolutely. I'm glad he's coming in now when I'm not as worried about going to get him. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's what I'll say with that. Like, yeah, there's the, the tank is going to be on. And for the for, – like, if you're a team that is even barely scratching the play-in, What's the benefit? Like, I get it. I know they they evened out the odds a little bit more yeah. to where it, it's not as lopsided as what it was before. But really, like, when you see a, a talent like this that is truly, it, like, on paper, a generational talent, we got to see because sometimes people, like, injury or whatever could, could take that away. But, like, you have to be a team that if, if you're outside of the playoffs or you're on the borderline of making, like, now Portland. For example, Portland. Portland, a team that we've said, like, hey, they can make, they can, uh, make the playoffs and then we get their pick. Is Portland going to be looking at it about 30 games into the season and say, hey, dang, um, go ahead and stay home. 
Go ahead and, go ahead and clock out. <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to be that type of thing. So Just, just a light yeah, shoulder touch in practice. Go ahead, clock out for me. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and clock out for me. Um, because, yeah, the tank is going to be on. When you look at these teams, especially if you're a small market team that aren't going to attract the bigger free agents and you're not good this season, um, you may look at it and say, hey, we're going to try to tank as much as possible so that we can get this generational potential superstar and then we're on on to the races. Like another team that's on the precipice, Charlotte. Some people have Charlotte being outside of the playoffs or they could make the playoffs. We know that LaMelo's uh, going to be poised to have a big season. But if they if they 40 games to the, se- to the season, they're fighting for the 11th seed, do they look and say, hey, man, listen, don't even worry about it. We're going yeah. to take our chances in these win beyond sweepstakes. And I don't know if I'm saying his name correctly. I don't care because the kid's going to be a talent. Everybody's going to know how to say his name at some point. Right now, I don't. So it is what yeah. it is. What do you think? It's like, it's like when Giannis came into the league, right? He was he was Antetokusa Kapo. <laughs> you know, like I, I think I think here's the thing at the end of it, right? You're going to see you're gonna see the bottom teams probably absolutely try and lose out. Um, Spurs are gonna be in the Wimbanyana uh sweepstakes, uh, like you said, Charlotte. But I think what it does, right, is it changes to me your playoff teams. It changes to me the teams that I'm looking to most at the bottom. That could be in it. I watched yeah. Wimbanyana, and I was like, the Knicks are going to make the play-in tournament. That's how much he changed for me. Like, I, I, I instantly was like, because Tom Thibodeau's not going to try to lose. And I was like, the Knicks yeah. are going to make the play-in tournament. Like, they're, they're going to get into yeah. the play-in. They're going to, like, because there's going to be teams that just bottom out. There's going to be teams that, that those teams that we thought were going to be close, they're going to they're gonna be making trades. I bet you brought up Portland. We could see a Damian Lillard trade this season. Don't yeah. be surprised if we see a Dame Lillard trade middle of the season. Because I think he's that level of what is that we have to have that on our team. And the interesting thing about Wimbanyana to me is that he doesn't look like his body's just going to snap when he moves. And I know that sounds crazy. Yeah. No, but like not for being that tall. You, you, for being like, as tall as he is, like Yao Ming was what seven, seven, five, seven, four, something seven, like that. I don't remember. I think seven three, but he was bigger than um, Shaq. I know that much. Yeah, you you got to look out for big men of that size. You got to look out for the ankle, the feet, and the knees. If they, if those if they hold up, then yeah. yeah, you have you have you can have a great career ahead of you. Like honestly, I would say even at when beyond the size, like uh, when you when you look at it, like. If you can have an eight to eleven year career as a big man at that size and avoid injuries, that's a hell of a career because the human body just is not made to be that damn big. But you know, we're seeing a lot of changes, so it's going to be interesting to see, right? And I love how he broke it down. It was like they asked him, like, why, why do you seem like so much more coordinated than most big men? Y'all was seven six. That's crazy. And here's the thing, y'all was six. Y'all was sturdy. Like y'all looked big. Like he looked wide, good base, all of that. But the inter- I think the funny thing is right, like how he was breaking down, like why he was able to move so well. He was like, "Well, I've been this tall like for a long time." He was like, "I've always been tall, like I've never been short." Yeah. So I was, you know, like my body had time to adjust versus somebody like Anthony Davis, who, you know, a year before he goes to college is a point guard. Mm-hmm. Goes to college now he's six eleven. I mean, so like that 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 huge growth spurt is is 
is definitely something that like changes your entire mindset. We know that normally it's like, okay, well, he was a guard, so he's got guard handles, but bro, this, this kid is going to change. And and I'm not gonna say like he's gonna be the greatest player we've ever seen. Another, I'm not going that far yet. Let's let the kid play. There's some people that got him in the Hall of Fame. He ain't even got drafted yet. We don't even know what team is gonna be on the bust. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 a fact. Uh yeah, I mean, hell of a talent. Like, don't get me wrong, and and he's he's a talent that's worth taking for. Like, I don't I don't usually I look at it like sometimes like there there are a generational players and players once every five to eight years that is that are worth taking for. Especially if you're not if you're not even close or you're you're on the precipice of being a playoff team. Uh, Wimbiana yeah. is definitely that. And uh, you look at like somebody mentioned in the chat, uh, the Spurs, the tank is real. Like him going to the San Antonio Spurs and pops last season. If you can get a, a piece like that to to build towards your future, that's a hell of a piece. So hey, bro, Pop may Pop, stick around. Hey, I was gonna say if Pop gets with Vignana, <laughs> he's staying another ten years. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, bro. Pop Pop kind of just seems like like if you just listen to Pop talk, it kind of seems like he's just at peace. Like he just wants to be able to. You know what? What may happen? Pop may do a a, a feel with the Lakers. What if Pop? retires for two years let, let the new coach come in and take care of the first two years of development then pop is going to come back and polish it off bro and then be like oh listen How old is pop, it's is time pop, this time is pop 70 yet he gotta be bro like i pop? feel like pop's been old since i was a 13 year old well like, that much I he know. has to be <laughs> <laughs> pop's been old a long time uh let's see greg it, it's 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 popovich and um morgan freeman he's been old for forever. my entire life <laughs> uh pop is 73 70 years old his uh, bro I, I feel like this is information i should have known pops from east chicago yeah all right the more you know <laughs> i feel like i absolutely should have known that hey pop come on the <laughs> podcast bro i know you're kind of like rich and famous one of the greatest coaches of all time but hey we love to have you um Nah, man, I think that's it for us today, though, man. We gave y'all solid podcast today, man. Y'all got a little baby crying in the background, but that's okay because the content was fire. It make babies cry, man. You know what I mean? That's how good it is. It makes babies cry. Uh, appreciate you guys for tuning in to Rocket with us as always, man. Hayes, let them know where they can find us, brother. Oh, man, you can find us collectively at Lockdo Bulls. You can follow me personally at CEO Hayes at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. And you can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. Thank you for making Locked On Bulls your first listen every single day, even though it's a little bit late, so it might not be your first listen. But for your next listen, uh, you need to go check out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast with Josh Lloyd. Uh, he literally hosts the number one daily podcast in fantasy basketball. Like, legitimately, if you type in fantasy basketball right now, it's probably the first 15 things that will pop up. So it's the yeah. number one podcast for fantasy basketball on the planet. It's free and available wherever you get that podcast. Before Hayes, I am Pat the Designer. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Have a great weekend. Um, are we doing a post-game show tonight? Or should I? Uh, like, I you probably should. I don't know how it's going to hold up trying to do a post-game here. It's because the game's early here, so the kids will still be up. So uh, I don't okay. know about that. Uh, okay. but, uh, so we'll try and we'll get a post-game show in uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll be back, I guess, when's the next game? Sunday? So y'all will see us then. Yeah. We would have been live. Anyway. I'll be back Sunday. I'll be back in the studio. So it is what it is. Baby's still crying, man. Hey, y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. <laughs> Peace. Peace, y'all.